Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. And I'm, and I'm thankful that Sunday fell on the Christmas Eve this year. And I know typically you, you, you were looking for a nice Christmas message. And you have come to the wrong place. Okay. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of Christmas messages out there. You can look at them and do that. But I have got a message today that I, I just, I'm, I'm hoping that if you listen to it, and not just listen, but apply it to your life, it has the potential to literally change you. To, to looking into the new year, I'm telling you, it is the will of God for you to live with peace. I don't care what the world looks like. There will never be peace until Jesus sets up his kingdom again in the world kingdoms, but there can be peace in your life. I'm telling you it is the will of God for you to live with joy. I guarantee you in the world that we live, there's not joy and happiness all over the place. In fact, and in fact, they, they declare, you know, the path to joy and happiness is, is you know, wealth and material things. And, and you find somebody that's ever gotten all of those things, they'll tell you that that's not true. You sit here today thinking that your joy is dependent on how much you have in savings and all, and it's not. I'm telling you, God could give you joy today that was consistent regardless what the doctors say. Regardless what goes on in our world around us, and regardless what political party ends up winning the election in 2024, regardless of, of uh, world economic situations, regardless of your own health, you can live with a consistent joy if you listen to me today. I'm telling you, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the reason why in, in 2023 that I you know, I'm, you know, there's been other years I could tell you about Jesus in the manger and, and, you know, the cows singing and the, and, you know. It's not the way it happened, folks. Oh, the cows don't sing? All right, whatever. The lamb's swaying and, you know, ooh. Let me tell you what, when you, how many believe God has a plan? I'm, I, let, how many believe Christ was born? Okay. If you believe that, you know that God has a plan. Do you realize Christ's coming was the plan of God? He had a plan. And it isn't that he had a plan. He has a plan. We're looking around thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on? I'm telling you, hold on, because God has a plan. And we can, you can... Uh, Get the idea that it's, oh, it's so dark and the enemy's winning and I'm going to, he's not. He's not. And he will not win. Why? Because God has a plan. And if the enemy is winning in your own personal life, that's possible today. But I'm telling you, if you come in line with God's plan for you, the enemy that is tormenting you will be defeated and it'll be just like the Egyptian army that's crushed in the Red Sea, and you'll never see them anymore. 
But you've got to follow the plan. Turn to your neighbor and say, God has a plan. He has a, he has a plan. And, and uh, let, me, let me read a couple scriptures here. It says, in Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 4, this is the New King James, but when the, when the fullness of time had come, everybody say the fullness of time. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive adoption as sons. You know what that says? Let me just break it down for you. God had a plan. Right? From the very beginning, God had a plan. Before He ever spoke the world into existence, there is nothing that surprises Him. The Bible says in in Revelations chapter 13 that Jesus was crucified from the foundation of the world. In other words, before God ever said, let there be light, there was a plan for our redemption in place. The problem that we have as human beings, we are finite and we have a limited amount of time. That's why in about 15 minutes, some of you will be looking at your watches, wondering when is this preacher going to stop? Your roast is in the oven and it's got to be cooked and all of the preparations. And we have a finite amount of time and we live with a God who's infinite. And He is in this for the long game. We want instant, He wants eternal. We want it today and He wants to secure all your tomorrows. But I'm here to tell you the plan of God is for our eternal destiny to be secure, for our joy to be set. That is the plan. I'm going to tell you another thing. Religion in our world today has confused the will of God so completely. If you're here today and you've been religious in your life, and, and, and you know all of these, the Christmas story and the Easter story, it's kind of like our fables and you just kind of go along with the flow. There's way more to it than what religion declares. Today you could have an absolute encounter with the eternal God. You could. In fact, that's His plan. And for us to come in line with His plan, it's a choice that we have to make. It's not something that happens automatically because we're born into this world, but literally because of who He is, we get the freedom to choose. You can choose not to serve him. There's some of you here today that have chosen not. And I'm going to give you the end, okay? Then in case I fall over, you'll know the whole story. You will be a part of his plan, okay? You will be. You can say, you can think that you choose not to be. But you making a choice not to involve yourself doesn't mean that you still don't play a part in his plan. I'm going to sit on, I'm not going to make a decision to serve God. I'm not going to, you know, do all these things. And I'm just going to sit by and, and, and listen, your indecision is a decision. 
Is that fair? Okay, well, I don't, I don't, you know, why can't I just sit out, you know, all, all the other things in life, I'm just going to sit out and watch. You don't get to watch in life. You get, you get to choose. And when you choose not to, that is a choice. When you choose to not make a decision, I got to tell you, I'm going to show you biblically, that's a choice that you make. And what happens is God, see, we're created in his image. Okay, I realize some of us are better looking than others, but we're still created in his image, right? But God looks good. And, and, and he creates us, male and female. And, and he puts us into this world. We were appointed here. This is not some cosmic confusion and, and just by chance. We have been lied to. The whole idea of those of you and God love you. I, and I'm not here to offend you on Christmas Eve. But I just might. But you're going to have to love me. And you see these people praying for me? They love me. They've been around here a long time. I've offended them over and over again. <laughs> so you can take one service and be all right and know that I still care. You all right with that? All right, let me tell you this. Evolution is an absolute bonehead lie. You can say that like you mean it. I do mean it. It is ridiculous because everything's left to chance and, and, and you know, uh, th- that's just so ridiculous. An idea that something so complex and so amazing as our human body and as the world that we live in. I've been, I've been fascinated with um, uh, the solar, you know, uh, we're coming to the whatever they call that word, time. What, solstice, yes, thank the Lord. I've been watching. You know, we, uh, over the past couple weeks, you know, the days were 10 seconds shorter and then 7 seconds shorter and then 3 seconds shorter and today's like 4 seconds longer. And it just keeps going up and up and they can, it's like a clock. You tell me that was chance? I just, I'm going to quote scripture and I'm not talking about any of you. Because you're here. But the Bible says a fool in their heart says there is no God. How foolish to believe this is all just chance and that, and that there's not a creator. Once you believe that there is a creator, the, the very essence of faith that you believe God is and that he might just reward you for seeking him. That's the essence of faith. And I'm here to testify, not just preach out of a book, but testify from my life that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That if you turn your heart and your attention toward him, I'm going to tell you he shows up. How many of you have had him show up in your life? It's not not just, we're, we're not here just celebrating tradition. This is reality to us. Christ having, God having a plan that Christ would come, that he himself would take on the form of man, that he would pay the price for us. Why? Because he cares about you and I. And so that plan is unfolded in the past, and I'm here to tell you it's unfolding before us right now. 
In Acts chapter 2 and verse 22, it says, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to whom, uh, to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him uh, in your midst, as you yourself also know him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. I tell you, it's pretty unoffensive to celebrate a baby in a manger. We can all say, oh, how cute and how wonderful. But I tell you, the purpose of that incarnation was for him to live as an example to us all and literally to die a death of a thief, to die the death, uh, a torturous death. Why? Because we deserve that judgment. Each and every one of us, because we fall short of the glory of God. But God has a plan. He has a plan for you. You're sitting here today guilty. I'm telling you, you're, you're only living in that guilt and condemnation because you haven't come a, alongside the plan of God for your life. He has a plan for you. How many of you have sat here before in shame and guilt? Until finally... By faith, you come align your life with the plan of God for you, and you were relieved of that guilt. You were relieved of that shame. Say, well, I got to pay for it. Well, you can't. Some of you pay for it all your life when God wants you to be free. So the idea in Acts chapter 22, being uh, delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. The question that you might have, and I think the, the world has, is how can God be good when so many horrible things are going on around us? And when you have the power to choose, when God gives you that freedom, it opens up Pandora's box, does it not? You sit here today, you can choose to be good or evil. Some of you can't even choose to be good because you're so bound. And I say that with joy because God can set you free. He can set you free. But the idea of of, uh, God giving us choice has been an incredible gift in our life, but by choice we can choose not to follow him. And when we choose not to follow him, what happens, our plan usually ends up a mess. How many of you have had your own plans and it's like, oh boy, need to back up. But when I, when I choose to be a part of his plan, I'm telling you, my life, it's not like, oh, everything's all the good all the time. It's not. It's not. But in this idea, it's a lie that you start serving God and everything's going to work out right. 
What I do know is, even as I serve him, I still have my own plan. And when my plans don't work out, the joy, the default setting of my life, the peace that passes all understanding is the knowledge that he has a plan, that he cares about me, and that it's going to be all right. That literally all things work together for the good. Is that what the scripture says? Not to the world, but to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. When you choose to serve him, the plan for your life is that everything that comes into your life will work together for your good. Now we want it to be good right now. You know, we want it all to be And God is working His plan in your life for your eternal good. Which means there may be some rough roads here. There, you know, things are going to happen here, but God, I'm convinced, the plan of God in our lives, that we're going to stand back one day and look at it and say, okay, that was cool. We're going to understand it. And so what what I've determined in my life right now is to live in that peace and joy right here. If God has a plan, and He does, and I don't understand it a lot of the times. You see, how many of you believe the world has just gone kind of crazy in the last couple decades? And uh, I, I got to tell you that, you know, if you read the book, and this is why I can't take a Christmas service and just, you know, do something really cute and nice. I don't know, and I'm not saying this to cause fear. I, I'm not. But do you know there is a time when this comes to an end? That the Lord says, okay, that's enough. Could we be at that time? I, you know what? We're definitely in the season. The script, it, Jesus said, look, if you see these things happening, you know you're in the, we're in that season. Do I know... A season to God could be 50 years. I don't know. What we, what we would want, if we were in charge, we'd want to know every moment. We'd want to know tomorrow and next week and next year. and It's going to happen on May 14th. No, I don't think so. Because the Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. That's why his plan is better than us, ours. And that's why we have to live by faith, right? I, come on, you know, I, I'll just say this too. Yeah, I'll just say this too. Uh, uh, the occult is all around us, right? People wanting to read tarot cards and get their future told. and Stay away from that, please. If you're new here and, and first time ever, I just trust the preacher. Stay away from that. If you don't ever come back, still stay away from it. That there is a dark side to this. Well, well, there's you know there's power in that. Yes, there is, but it's a power you don't want to engage with. And I say that you know because we want to know we want to know this answer and that answer, and and that's all you know evil and dark. Well, some Christians are as ridiculously. Uh, involved in that kind of stuff is anybody. We want to know. You know, God, give me the exact thing. How about you walking by faith a little bit? 
How about you just believing that God has a plan and that if you will rest in that, it will unfold. How many times again have I been worried and concerned about stuff only to get on the other side of it and say, shoot, I wasted a lot of time worrying. I wasted a lot of time being upset over something that God had a plan to take care of anyway. So, so here's, here's how I'll close it today. You don't get to sit on the sideline. Your indecision is a decision. Right? I say that with absolute love, hoping you come back. But more than that, hoping it puts you in a place where you make a conscious choice. And here, here's the Christmas scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20. And I'm reading from the Holman Christian on this one, I think. It says, now in a large house, this is talking about God's creation. All that he's done, all that he is. If you read, you can read the rest of the chapter. He said, now in a large house, there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also those of wood and clay, some for honorable use and some for dishonorable. So if anyone purifies himself from anything dishonorable, he will be a special instrument set apart, useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Okay? Read that a bunch of times. Let me give you the gist of it. You're a vessel. You can't say, well, I'm not a vessel. You're a vessel. Okay? You get to choose. In, the, in, our, in this thing called life, you get to make a choice. Because of God's plan, because Christ came, because he made a way for us all to be free, we stand in a place today unlike generations before, and I'm talking before Christ, that from the creation to the cross, they didn't have what we have. The ability to be free. The, the, the ability to make a choice. So you're here this morning, you say, well, I'm, I'm not going to choose. That's a choice. I'm not going to pop a blood vessel. I'm just telling you. It's true. Don't, don't be lied to. You are making a choice. Well, I'm, I'm going to want, you can't. You're a vessel. How many, I'm a vessel. Poke your neighbor. You're a vessel. You get to choose whether you are become a vessel of honor or dishonor. Now think about it. I mean, you know, I, ladies, I, I, it's okay with me. I think it's a little bit of a pain, but it's okay. Getting out the Christmas dishes. You know, got to put away the, the regular wear. Get out. The, how many do that? Come on, it's that time of year. I love these. Why? Because it's a special time, and, you know. Oh, we're having we're having people come out, come the whatever, the really nice stuff. You know, there's everyday wear, there's everyday cups, and then, and then there's some vessels that, when we have scraps left over to take to the chickens, I don't take Jeannie's Christmas bowl and fill that. I don't. There's vessels. God love you. I'm not 
looking at anybody. But there's vessels in my house where all the trash goes. That's a vessel, right? There, there's vessels for all kinds of stuff that we're not even going to talk about. But there are those vessels that are set apart. And I'm here to tell you what, in the kingdom of God, I'm looking at vessels. And when you say, no, I'm not going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to set aside, I'm not going to, you, you, you're going to live selfishly, you're going to do your own thing. It doesn't mean that God's not going to use you. Do you understand that? God is still, he's going to use your life. He used to joke, get somebody up here and say, this will, what happened to you if you don't serve God? <laughs> But, but there are lives that are lived as an example of what not to do. True or not true? And then there are lives that, that come, the, some of you will say, you don't know the hardship I've been to. Hey, again, listen, life isn't fair to any one of us. But we get to choose. And it says... And, and I'll, I'll, let me read it again. It says, now, in a large house, there are not only gold and silver bowls, but also wood and clay, some honorable, and use some for dishonorable. So if anyone purifies himself, in other words, we make the choices in our life, it's impossible for me by myself to become righteous and holy. But if I embrace what Jesus has done, and I allow His Spirit to touch my life. And I allow His blood to cleanse me from all sin. I can live upright. I can start making choices. I realize there's plenty of people that have made a fool of themselves. Uh, uh, you know, declaring like they're selling righteousness and then living some other life. Don't use that as an excuse for you not to pursue Him. That's ridiculous. You're making a choice. I just I know I just talked to somebody there. But don't do that. Because equally there are people that have made a decision in their life. It, it, God's using it as an example. And, and, and He's put them out there and He blesses them. And He uses them. And they're honorable. It's when something's going on. He said, wait a minute. Let me get this one. Let me pull that one out. Of it. Hey, you, I want you to intersect here. Because you're a vessel chosen for me. If you think for a moment that this is all chance and happenstance. I love you, even though I don't know you, but you are dead wrong. And don't wait till you get over there to find out that the preacher was right. Take some time right now. If I make that declaration, I am here to tell you God will prove it to you. If you will take the time and the effort to, 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 to look toward him, I'm telling you, God will show up. So, 2023, there's my Christmas message. Why? Because God loves you. And he wants you to be a vessel of honor. And you sit back on the sidelines, you cannot do that in life. You're, you're in the game. You get to choose what kind of vessel you are. And thank God for the blood of Christ. Thank God for Jesus coming when he did. Thank God for what we celebrate. The plan of God unfolding 
throughout time and eternity and thank God that His plan can unfold in your life. But you have to be an active participator. You have to make choices. It doesn't just... Stand with me. Thank the Lord for His goodness. Amen, amen. Whew. I am going to pray a prayer for you and with you. I want God to uh, uh, just the year ahead. How, how many? How many would like to see the year ahead? Some changes in your life. Seriously. All right. The definition of insanity is keep doing the same things you're doing and expect things to change, right? But I'm telling you, it, you think you've got to change a lot, and really, it's not a lot. It's just a direction. And, and if you're looking for change, I, I would encourage you, implore you, give Jesus a chance in your life. Turn toward Him. See if these things aren't true. And I'm telling you, you watch him in 2024. Father, I speak a blessing of abundance. I speak your goodness and grace. I speak your blood upon those, even right now, that don't know you, that have yet called upon your name. Lord Jesus, that their faith would reach towards you. And they would embrace the plan of God for their lives. God, I know you have a plan for the world, but in that you have a plan for each and every one of us. And I'm speaking your favor and your goodness. God, I bind those religious spirits that have entrapped so many, that have caused so many to be bound and turned away from faith. Lord, there is a reality. There is a reality. God, there is a purpose. There is a truth. Jesus, that I'm asking and I'm speaking upon those that hear me this morning. 2024, Lord, uh, just a year of peace and joy in our lives, regardless what goes on in this world, because you have a plan for each and every one of us. I speak that today in Jesus' name. Listen. If God touched you today, come on, I'll be back in three weeks, but there's people here, don't sit on it, don't sit on it. It's a good time of year to give God the glory and just let your life be turned over to Him. So I say to you, Merry Christmas, God bless you. If you need a, a prayer, you come on up, I'm going to pray with you. There's others that will. If you need a healing, don't leave before that, but if you got to get on to your Christmas holidays... Stick around just for a few minutes. Greet one another. There's some good people next to Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.